Hello and welcome to episode 2 of Stories of Yore with me, Natalie Sia, where we explore folktales, myths and legends from Southeast Asia and beyond in bite-sized episodes. Today we'll be exploring a festival that is slightly scary. But since this show is not supposed to be eerie, I will try to make it as not scary as possible. So what are we talking about? Today we are talking about the Hungry Ghost Festival. Now, the Hungry Ghost Festival is widely thought of as a Chinese festival, but apparently it didn't come from China. While doing my research, I found out that the festival's origin story can actually be traced all the way back to ancient India. Interesting. But these days, the festival's big in China, and other Asian countries such as Japan, Hong Kong, Vietnam, Singapore and Malaysia also observe this festival or at least something similar. For example, in Japan, it is known as Bon, while in Vietnam, it's called Tetrong Nguyen. So, what is the Hungry Ghost Festival? Well, every year on the 15th day of the 7th month in the lunar calendar, which usually falls in July or August, it's believed that the gates of the underworld open and spirits are free to roam the living world. In some countries, like Singapore and Malaysia, the festival is observed not just for that one day, but throughout the entire month. I remember when I was growing up in Malaysia, whenever the Hungry Ghost Festival was approaching, my sister would try to stop us from even mentioning the festival name, hoping that she would somehow forget that it was around the corner and therefore not even think about it. But you know what? It's pretty hard to forget about it, especially when you start seeing food offerings for the dead being placed on the streets and paper money flying about in the wind and paper effigies being burned. Well, you see, to appease these spirits and to try to prevent ghosts from disturbing them or causing mischief, many in the Chinese community make offerings to the spirits. These offerings include food and drinks, joss sticks, candles, paper money or paper effigies that are made in the appearance of everyday objects that we use. This could be everything and anything. For example, paper iPhones, computers, TVs, cars and clothes are some of the common ones. During COVID, paper syringes and paper vaccines were also quite popular. Oh, and temporary outdoor stages are also set up during this time. In Malaysia and Singapore, these stages are called Ge Tai, which translates to Song Stage. And this is where Chinese opera performances or plays, mini-concerts and other shows are held to a live audience. Anyone can come and watch these shows, but the front row seats must always be left empty, as these are reserved for the most important guests, the spirits. Besides the offerings and the performances, there are also lots of superstitions to observe during this time. And here are just some of them. You shouldn't whistle on a quiet street at night as you might attract unwanted attention from the spirits. Do not take pictures at night because you might snap the ghosts in action or trap the spirits in your devices, keeping them with you. Children shouldn't go swimming after dark to avoid being dragged away by water spirits. And you should definitely keep away from any offerings placed on the streets so you don't accidentally step on or kick them, thus angering the spirits. The Hungry Ghost Festival month is also considered an inauspicious time for big life events such as getting married, moving house or starting a business. 
Now, one reason we're talking about this festival today is because, well, it is August, which is the seventh month of the lunar calendar this year. But another reason is because, as I mentioned at the start, this festival has an origin story, a folktale associated with it. And, contrary to what you're expecting, it's not a scary story at all. In fact, it's actually quite a touching tale of a filial son. Here's the story of how Mulian saved his mother. Once upon a time, there lived a person called Mulian, who some considered to be Buddha's wisest and closest disciples. He is often depicted as the disciple who had attained the enlightened status of a saint, and some say he had supernatural powers. Mulian's parents had long passed away, but one day, through meditation, he was shocked to learn that his mother's spirit had been cast into the hungry ghost realm, a place below that was reserved for those who were being punished or forgotten by loved ones due to their many misdeeds in life. Mulian, with his supernatural powers, descended to the realm to pay his mother a visit. When he finally saw her, he was devastated. His mother was extremely skinny, only skin and bones, and she was starving, without any food or water in sight. Immediately, he went to her and gave her a bowl of rice. But when she tried to eat, the food turned into burnt coals or ash in her hands. In another version of the story, other hungry ghosts would snatch up the food before she could even take it. No matter what, it was impossible for his mother to eat. She was cursed to starve and suffer as a hungry ghost. Mulian was extremely grieved by this. Wailing in anguish with tears running down his cheeks, he sought help from Buddha. He wanted to know if there was anything at all that he could do to redeem his mother and ease her sufferings. Touched by Mulian's filial piety, Buddha revealed the answer. Although Mulian's filial devotion could shake heaven and earth, and he possessed great magical powers, he would not be able to save his mother by his own effort. Mulian would still need the combined spiritual power of the monastic community to rescue his mother from her punishment. And to help one, one must help all. Mulian was to bring food and offerings to monks and monasteries, and together, they were to stage a massive ritual with chanting and prayers and offerings on the 15th day of the 7th lunar month. Only when they combined their purity, devotion and magical powers would Mulian's mother, as well as other tortured spirits in the hungry ghost realm, be spared. Mulian thanked Buddha for his wisdom. Then he followed the instructions closely and finally freed his mother from her sufferings. In some versions of the story, his mother was also forgiven and redeemed from the realm and allowed to be reincarnated for a second chance at life. All because of Mulian's filial piety and devotion. And to this day, the Hungry Ghost Festival continues. Many Chinese families continue to observe the tradition by offering food on the family altar, 
praying to their ancestors and giving burnt offerings, hoping to deliver the spirits of their loved ones from their misdeeds and sufferings in the underworld. While some perform rituals and bring gifts to the monastic community to try to ease the sufferings of other lost souls. And that was the story of how Mulian saved his mother. Thank you so much for joining me today on Stories of Yore. If you enjoyed this episode, do consider sharing it with someone you know. Or if you want to tell me your favourite folktale or legend, please do. You can get in touch with me at hello at natalicia.com. Until next time, hold your stories close and the magic of storytelling closer.